that. I'm interested in social justice. I'm interested in law. So when I come into this class and just, I guess the answer to that question would be just to promote it more, have more classes like these, have more classes where students are be able to get, um, you know, a choice and a variety. And I'm a junior. So, you know, I'm a little late for this class, but, you know, start these classes out in elementary school, start these classes out in middle school. I have a place where yes. kids have a choice and you'll get more kids who have a choice first off and then want to go off and go beyond their choices and actually make it something. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today is one of those, you know what, I'm going to be as brief as I can because I have on teacher Nate Green and his student, Trey Mongo, and this is one of those episodes that I want you, if you're a teacher, please share this. If you're a parent, you're going to hear a student mindset that should be glorified, it should be held up, it should be just, oh, I love it. Um, because this is an authentic conversation between uh, a teacher that wants to push and do more and a student who wants the opportunities to do more. So circle this one, share it, do whatever, but make sure you reach out to these guys after it's over. I'm so proud of them. Um, you, you know, Nate Green is uh, Mr. Shakedown on Twitter and Trey Mongo, uh, this is old now on Twitter. You're going to love what these guys have to say. So without further ado... Nate Green and Trey Mongo. All right, so I'm excited today to bring you Nate Green, and with him is his student, Trey Mongo. They are from Oakton, Virginia. They're at Flint Hill High School. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Um, what do you got going on there at uh, Flint Hill? Yeah, no problem. Um, so I've been teaching for about eight years now. Um, and when I first started teaching, I assume like you, I fell in love with connecting with teachers on Twitter and reading their blogs and the projects they're doing and giving them feedback. And then I started doing the same myself, blogging, getting feedback. And I found this community of people that just made me better as a teacher. And so it was professional development. It was free. It was fun. It seemed like it was new and interesting. Um, and I fell in love. So I tried to apply, you know, years into my career, I was teaching history for a long time. And, you know, now that I have, I've been out of school for a bit and I have some autonomy and some clout, um, I created my own class with that in mind where I said, if I can become a better teacher and learn a whole lot online, specifically through, through Twitter with other teachers, could I apply that same formula, that same success to anything? And so I basically started thinking about my students and saying, well, my students, their thing might not be teaching. So what is their thing? And can I apply that same success from social media, um, no matter what they're doing? So my, my student here, Trey, who's with me, he said he was interested in social justice. He's like, I want to learn more about social justice. I want to get involved in this. Um, and so for, he's, this is one example of how I tried to apply, apply that success and said, well, can Trey build a network online and learn from people who are interested in social justice and improve his knowledge and, you know, create a network and, and connect with those people and, and give himself some opportunities, open some doors for himself um, beyond school. And uh, he can speak to that. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's, it's a little different. A lot of times in class, you have a set curriculum. You know, you have teachers that come and tell you, OK, you need to learn this you need to learn this You're kind of like you know, a quota. We have to learn this before an exam or whatever. But this class is really you on your own path. So. Like I like um, Mr. Green said, I came in, uh, I wanted to learn more about social justice and, you know, he set me up with a network. So, you know, I go in to my Twitter. So I follow people where, you know, I think I like what they're saying about social justice. I follow people. I read an article. I follow like, you know, the news outlet, the person who wrote the article and just build this whole network 
where I can go online at any time and learn anything I want to about social justice. And, you know, it's really helped me. Okay. So I, I know off air, we were talking about the class. I'm not sure if you said it on air. The official class title is called what, Nate? We call it disruptive innovation through social media, understanding that social media is a disruptive innovation in our society and we're trying to get out in front of it. So, you know, the other, the, you know, applying my own story is why I created the class I did. But the other thing that's going on in our society is that social media is drastically changing every industry from, you know, media to journalism, to politics, to education, to entrepreneurship, you know, you name it. And it is baffling to me um, that we don't teach it in schools. Um, and what we tend to do in schools is we yeah. close our eyes, we shut our mouth, we close our ears, and we say, we don't want to know what you kids are doing online. We're not no, interested. We're well, I mean, I, it's funny you say that. So we, I, in every city, it seems like there's, there's the kid that, that did it wrong, right? So we, yeah, we've, exactly. I mean, I, I, I can't recall many schools that haven't had, you know, what you shouldn't do. And, and so that's what a lot of times people focus on. This is one thing I, I love what you're doing is that we have like what is called usually a digital citizenship class. And it's a list of things yeah. that you shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, and, and, and a lot of pro athletes and celebrities have taught us what we shouldn't do. Like, uh, I mean, we, like seriously, we've been taught, like most kids know what you shouldn't do. Yeah. But uh, when, when the argument is people are like, well, social media is dangerous. A car is dangerous. Exactly. Right. But you, you, you learn how to drive a car so you can be empowered by the car to get you places that you want to go. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Trey, and I'm with you, Nate, is that you guys are saying, okay, it's a tool. It can be dangerous. Don't be stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, but Trey, you'd mentioned earlier, you got set up with a network. Now this is something that I just start salivating on, right? Because, uh, <laughs> and of course you can fill out the statement. It's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so, like, a lot of times I'm like, okay, so let's start knowing people. The number one way a lot of people start to, like, get acquainted is through social media. So, give me a, for instance, you, you start this class, uh, Mr. Green's, like, telling you, you should, you should get on this social media thing, you should kind of own it. When, did, when was that breakthrough moment of, dang, this is cool? Um, I think that would be when we had our first assignment. So, to, to create our own create. So a lot of times I would be going on reading articles, you know, following people, just reading and reading. But then, you know, we have our own assignment where we have to create something. So um, I found a, a subject that really spoke to me, which was the NFL National Anthem protests. And, you know, I just got on, got on my Word document, started writing, just started uh, jotting down ideas, responses to articles that I've uh, read and, you know. Yeah, I, I, Trey's post was unbelievable, uh, and he, his work ethic in this is is commendable. So as he was saying, you know, when he gets to class, he puts on headphones, he gets on Twitter, and he reads maybe three or four takes on the NFL anthem protest, and then he decides, hey, I'm going to write my own. Mm -hmm. And so part of this class is like, you know, for the beginning of it, I'm talking about building a network, which is what, you know, you were asking about. And then I'm saying, hey, building a network, that's not enough. If you're just sitting there scrolling, like, that, that is not what I'm trying to teach you here. So you eventually have to start contributing to that network. Yeah, because we already know how to scroll. We already know how to use Twitter. It's, yeah. it's how yeah. to learn how to use Twitter productively and how to really get something out of it. Well, yeah. Let, let me, let's, let's then go over the awkward or uneasy. So uh, the number one thing that's made fun of is the social justice warrior, the mm -hmm. keyboard jockey, mm -hmm. the guy that's, that's really brave behind the monitor. Um, what, like when you like start looking at social media as an amplification tool, what are some of the things that you're concerned about 
Um, because I'll be honest with you, like the social justice warrior makes me laugh. Like everybody else should do this stuff, but not me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an injustice that's terrible. Somebody ought to do something about it. Clearly, you're wanting to take action. Uh, so, like, what are some of the things that you, what's going to separate you from a, from a person that's interested in pursuing social justice from being a social justice warrior? Um, I think the thing that separates it is like not just talking about it; it's also connecting with other people, actually doing something about it. You know, like yes. I can sit and write an article about something that needs to be done, but if I actually reach out to other people and you know try to get something going, a movement going, instead of you know something be like slacktivism, where right, <laughs> slacktivism. No, I mean just the let's just start off with just saying writing an article because that takes time and it takes yeah. thought. I've seen so many people do some so many reactionary tweets that a lot of times people paint themselves in a corner. Um, that if you're actually like just starting off by writing an article is, is thoughtful. And there's, there's some, you even said like you've, you've gathered several different like opinions and data points before mm-hmm. you do that. So I, I think just, just that alone is worth it. Um, go ahead, Nate. Yeah. I want to get in on that. Um, so yeah, Trey, Trey and I, we actually had our class at a discussion about slacktivism and we, we were talking about whether or not, as you're saying, you know, hashtag activism, slacktivism, whatever, whether or not that works. And, and a lot of people by the end were like, yeah, it's, it's not all that successful. Um, and I, and I, you know, I think your point is a great one, which is that the difference between Trey and a slacktivist is that he doesn't just fire off 140 or now 280 characters. Yeah. Like he's, he's doing it. He's, thinking deeply about it. He's outlining, he's using evidence. Like, so in a lot of ways, it covers a lot of the bases of a normal class. He he has become, you know, hands down a better writer um, because of all the stuff he's writing, but he's also writing about something he cares about. So, you know, he's writing longer pieces than he would be for his English or history Mm -hmm. classes. He cares more about it. And then here's where I want to add on to what he was saying. The reason this works so well for Trey and for other students in my class is because they care about it, because they work hard, write more and still, still use evidence, you know, all this good technique they then want to share it with other people. So, and then I'm saying, hey, yeah, share it with your friends, your parents, your teachers that you like, your advisor, whatever, but share it with the network you created too, because that will give you authentic feedback and that will give you people's minds to change, places to raise awareness, right? And, and so in that, both what you're saying, long piece, long form, uh, and then also uh, being working both like in the classroom around this building at Flint Hill, um, but also within his own network, you know, we're getting so many chances to put out these ideas, expose it to other people and get feedback and, and work on it and improve, you know, for the next time. And that's true of Trey. And that's true of a lot of my different students. We just, I just had a kid, I had a kid who was reviewing restaurants for fun and uh, on a blog and the restaurant, one of the restaurants he reviewed, picked up his review, tweeted it, and then offered to have him and a friend come and they would, you know, quote unquote, treat him well, you know, and basically like offered him a free meal and said, hey, thanks, you know. So that sort of that authentic community connecting with people in the real world to get feedback on your work, which again, makes them a better writer, you know, more knowledgeable about the subject they care about. It's that yeah. Feedback. Well, and it's, it's leadership training 101. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> when everybody else, again, that's why I like to call it slacktivism. When everybody else has an opinion, like everybody has an opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the move towards action and then standing for something and or, you know, making it a community effort that all of a sudden makes people go, whoa. And Nate, you hit on something that is near and dear to my heart. Like <laughs> my students, a lot of times don't necessarily care about what I think about it. Mm-hmm. Like I used to teach documentary film class back in the day. It's been about five years ago. And, and like 
every now and then, like, I'd give them a good grade, but they're like, but, but Wetrick, it won this award at a film fest. Or, oh my gosh, Wetrick, did you see all the, like, all the YouTube hits it's getting, all the feedback it's getting? That, that, that real world connection. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's such a rewarding experience for them too. And, and then the other thing I'll say too, to add on to this is that this never ends. So as soon as like, you know, Trey's articles go out there, like he ends up building this bigger network and finds that more people want feedback, as you're saying, are getting excited about it. And then he adds more accounts to follow, writes more pieces. And so my class is a semester class. So it is officially over. Um, But there's no way that Trey's going to stop writing about this in the same way that the kid who's reviewing restaurants and cooking and recording all that is going to stop doing that. Like, it's just, it's something that they truly care about that they're truly passionate about. And so that learning never stops. Um, And so I was just talking to Trey um, today about, I was like, you know, Hey, what are you going to write next? I don't teach him anymore. I'm not his teacher anymore. He doesn't have to write anything, but he's going to write something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the thing that's different about this course. Like, you know, it, you're not going to really get into it unless you care about it. So that's the, thir- the first thing that we came into the class is like, okay, what do you care about? What is your passion? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then once you find that passion. And you're okay. to- yeah. Let me stop you right there though, Trey. Mm-hmm. You're on this podcast for a reason. Yes. You found a passion. I did. So my number one thing. So I, I have a very similar class. Uh, it's called innovation and open source learning. So the innovation part comes, so it's a class. We learn how to rethink. We learn how to find out opportunities we have to, but I also believe in a lot of entrepreneurialism. If what you, you know, if you are onto something, I want you to take it to the world, take it to market. So a lot of people think, wow, this is cool. This is going to be great. So, you know, kids, a lot of times students say, oh man, if there's just, if I just had time to work on the things I was passionate about. And then along comes Mr. Green and says, all right, what are you passionate about? (laughs) I would bet you a decent amount of money that there is at least two or three kids in your class that go, I don't know. (laughs) We had those students (laughs) and I do that all the time. So, and I mean, this is now, okay. So a decent part of our audience are teachers and all of a sudden they're, they're interested in what's called the genius hour, 20% time. Right. And it's built heavily on what Mr. Green has done, allowing you have to have the time to do what you feel you want to learn but too many markets oh boy nate you're gonna i hope you hope you're all right i'm gonna beat up on trey a little bit i've had it because trey and you're you're representing the good yeah but too many people your age are criticized sometimes fairly sometimes unfairly that you're indifferent you know, I, man, I wish school were relevant. Okay. Here's a class you can work on. You want to do what you want to do. What's relevant to you. I don't know stuff. How do we get, and I'm serious. You're going to have a lot of teachers that are now turning up their podcast right now. They're leaning in a little bit closer to their headphones. They're one that Trey's got some insight here. Trey, how do we motivate people your age to have something that they're passionate about? Um, and then follow through on it and not be a sacktivist. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of those problems do stem from just the way like school systems are generally put together. I mean, it's like I said before, it's just teachers. Okay. Uh, I teachers go into the school year. Okay. I have to do this before midterms. I have to teach these kids this before midterms. I have to teach these kids this before exams, you know, and it's just a lot of times just boring. I, I don't, I mean, I'll take calculus and I, I love math, you know, I love learning, but what do I need to learn about, you know, the, uh, you know, spontaneous velocity or whatever, you know, what do I need to learn about that for? If I'm not even interested in that, I'm interested in social justice, I'm interested in law. So when I come into this class and just, I guess the answer to that question would be just to promote it more, have more classes like these, have more classes where students are be able to get, um, you know, a choice and a variety. And I'm a junior. So, you know, I'm a little late for this class, 
But, you know, start these classes out in elementary school. Start these classes out in middle school. I have a place where yes. kids have a choice. And you'll get more kids who have a choice first off and then want to go off and go beyond their choices and actually make it into something. Yeah, I want to I want to echo that. Like, like I think you you talk a lot on this podcast on about Genius Hour and twenty percent time, and and you have teachers listening right now that are doing those things. And what Trey's talking about is take that twenty percent time and make it into a hundred percent time. Yeah. What are you waiting for? And why do we only have some teachers doing that? Why isn't every teacher doing that? Well, okay. So to be fair, to be fair, um, <laughs> this is actually when I got a scolding from a certain person that I interviewed out in New York City, and he said. Um, guys like Nate Green are rare because Nate probably works for a superintendent and a principal that allowed this to happen. Yeah. So you have to, the stars have to align perfectly. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem. So a principal took a chance on Nate and a superintendent took a chance on the principal. And then Nate, Mr. Green took a chance on you guys and things worked out Yeah. to some degree of irony that's needed. But like some star isn't aligning for a lot of schools. This is why I love the 20% time movement in elementary, because it gives you that part of the day where you're like, a part of your day is about things that you want to learn. And it seems instinctual. Mm-hmm. Because, because Trey, to your own admission, this is such an unusual case that most kids are schooled. And like, what do you mean work on the things we want to learn? Yeah, I'm just yeah. here to sit down and shut <laughs> up. Yeah. So it's hard. To, like Nate has done something amazing. And so have you, Trey, is that he introduced this to you guys at high school age and you still did it. Because some of my, I'm using air quotes, when I first started my class, some of my top students who had a four point whatever GPA struggled mm-hmm. because it wasn't sit down and shut your mouth. So I, I do, Nate, I echo your sentiments. I think that the 20% time should be found in every grade school mm-hmm. at the middle school, I think that it could be shared as a team. So, you know, this week, one of the days is for science and it's genius hour next week. It's social studies and therefore you, but I agree with you. I think that every elective, I think that there should be a high school elective, call it innovation, call it uh, social, uh, um, uh, sorry, uh, call it uh, um, social media and uh, whatever. Just mm-hmm. this pot of time where you learn how to network, you learn how to learn the things that you want to do, and then you take action. I agree. But I think that everybody needs to hold hands, take a deep breath and say, okay, then what is the point of education? Because if, if like, we're like, oh, it's all about the testing. I think everybody now has admitted it's not all about the testing. Mm-hmm. And, and what Mr. Green has done is said, okay, what if we have just one period in a school day I think that a lot of educators would, if we all just took a deep breath and exhaled, what Mr. Green is doing is correct, and we need to start taking these risks. But, Trey, this is why I value so much. Mm -hmm. The first thing they're going to look at is they're going to look at at trailblazers like Mr. Green and say, okay, if we took this chance, how many students are going to say, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And, by the way, this uh, because a lot of teachers have. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, okay, I do a 20% time. What did they do? Nothing. So that's why we count on guys like you that mm-hmm. once Mr. Green said, all right, I'm giving you this opportunity, you ran with it. And for that, sincerely, I salute both of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, for, for the educators who are trying, um, I can tell you a couple of ways that really got me into this. One is, and Trey remembers this because I had him two years ago in contemporary world history, 10th grade history. Mm-hmm. And um, after winter break, it's always, this, it's always after a vacation. <laughs> I always, the kids come in and I go, we have a, a homework rule over breaks. Um, and I say to the kids, I do this every year without fail. I say, 
oh, great, you guys didn't have any homework yet all this time. And every time that I tell you that you should be learning about this or trying that or doing this, you're always telling me you don't have any time because you have all this homework. I was yeah. like, oh, you just had two weeks off. You had no homework. I am so excited to hear what you did over this break. I can't wait. Let's start to share. Crickets. And you already know, everyone listening to this podcast already knows it's crickets. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, Netflix, I uh, slept in, you know, all that, you know, all that stuff, video, video games, games, whatever. Um, and so that's one way that I go, oh, well, maybe you aren't ready. Um, to take on your own education. And so I can acknowledge and agree with you that, that not every, this doesn't work for every student. Um, while I also, you know, am agreeing with Trey that, that with some more training and with more classes doing this, we could, we could do better with this. You could break the cycle. Yeah. And then, and I want to, for the teachers out there laughing, um, I also want to add that I always use that goodwill hunting line when he's in uh, Robin Williams' office and he's, and, and Robin Williams goes, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I do that to the kids when they say, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I'm interested in. I don't know what I want to learn outside of school. And, and for your class, I'm sure it's like, I don't know what business I want to start up, what industry I want to get into. You know, I always just say, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's the school system that's beating you down. And now it's time to figure it out. Yes, yeah, so the school system was programmed kids to just come in and, you know, be told what to learn and not actually ask and go out and find out what to learn. So I do have some activities to try to like get them to think about what that is. Um, and I'm sure, you know, every teacher probably has their own way to do that. And there's tons of think pieces out there on that, that, that I can share later with folks. But uh, you know, it, it, that, that first step is so important. And I, I want to turn the question on to you here, Don, is like you have these, these students who do similar stuff with entrepreneurship. Um, and I'm sure that they have similar reactions when you're like, Hey, go start a business. And they're like, well, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm guessing you're in, you're in a similar boat. And then I want to also, if I can, bridge this into another thing that you are often talking about on this podcast, which is the idea of a gap year or of not, you know, not doing the MBA, right? Like, so, you know, at what point is education failing us where we should spin out and do open source learning, as you would say, or as I would say, you know, disruptive innovation through social media, you know, at, at what point do we decide that we need to do more of that stuff um, at higher levels beyond high school? Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, so number one, I, I like I don't push entrepreneurship, but I encourage it. So again, the, the, the class is called Innovation and Open Source Learning. Some people find their innovation in doing events. Sometimes they do like, but no matter what, if you have a skill and it's something to be valued, you should be entrepreneurial. Like, like Trey was entrepreneurial with his writing. Mm-hmm. You know, just writing it for a class is not entrepreneurial. So if you think you have an app, if you think you have a business idea, if you think you have a something special, you should take it to the masses. Because um, a lot of times people say, oh, you start businesses in your class. No, not always. Sometimes. Sometimes they're events. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're social causes. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter what, I, I, I don't believe in just the innovator in, a, in us all. That's like saying somebody is like, oh, he's so creative. Okay. What does he do with that creativity? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's just creative. You know, Prince was creative. And then he r- put out the world's greatest music, in my humble opinion. Um, uh, but, but, but his creativity had to be taken to the world, mm-hmm. right? This is why I like Trey saying, I have opinions, but then I, I, I wrote them down and I published them. Um, my second part of this is that when do we start seeing that we need to make this a thing? Or, or I'm sorry, your second point was, when do I have students that struggle with this? Um, every day. Um, just because uh, sometimes it's intimidating. Sometimes some of my kids are such high flyers that some kids like, I don't have a multi-million dollar idea or I don't have a app or whatever. Um, but still trying to hone down on what they truly feel like they're called to do. 
Um, one of the techniques I use on my own children, I have three children, and I tell them this, and they are almost sick of hearing it. Um, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? So the kids that just sit around and Netflix, the kids that sit around and just scroll, no one's reading that book. Your book is, your book, chapter one, I sat on my butt. <laughs> chapter two, I watch things on Netflix. You are not living a life. You are watching somebody else's life. Too often times when I say, hey, what are you passionate about? Somebody else's goals. Oh, I really like the, I like the, I like the Cowboys. I really like this band. I can't wait. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait for Drake's album to come out. Okay, that's cool. You can enjoy that. But if you live for that, you're living somebody else's dreams. Mm -hmm. Get off your own butt. So I like to have them say, okay, because like, and I'm sure in you, you know, you're, you have a social media class reaching out to people. People don't get back if, unless you're interesting, unless you provide value. Hey, you know, hey, so-and-so, will you get back with us? And they'll look at your, they'll look at your feed and they're like, you're not doing anything. You're, you're, get, you're flipping off the camera and giving a duck face selfie. No, <laughs> but you have a mission. Like, I guarantee you there's people going to listen to this podcast and I'm going to put Trey's information and Nate's information. They'll want to get with you guys because you have a mission. Mm -hmm. You have something that you're living for, not dreaming about. That being said, your last point, that's why I'm on this mission. I think that every school should have this type of class that you guys have and say, all right, now. But that's why I was almost borderline like attacking <laughs> Trey. That's why I'm so counting on guys like Trey. Because if we try it and the students do, like Trey even said, you went crickets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when Nate, when Nate said, you know, what did you guys do? Crickets. Yeah, We're counting on you that once we say we have provided this platform, what you're going to do with it. And if the answer is nothing, then, then, then at school administrators are going to say, see, kids today are lazy. Kids today are stupid. Yeah, I want to add to that. And I'll let Trey speak on top of me because I just want to start by saying like your point about college, like whether you go to college or not, um, the amount of time you have, the free time you have in college versus high school, at least for me, is, is astronomical, the difference. You have all this free time in college. And if schools haven't prepared you to use your free time, to use your winter break or whatever, to learn and do something that will, you know, for civic engagement or um, something to learn more or, you know, an extracurricular that you love, if you don't have that for you, you are spending a whole lot of time sitting on your butt and you're spending a lot of money. You're going into debt probably. Mm -hmm. And so even if you do go to college, which sure, by all means, everyone should go to college. Why not? Um, and I think Trey will, uh, you know, you can speak for yourself in a second, but when Trey goes to college, he's still going to have this blog, this website, this Twitter handle yeah. where he's always learning. And so when he sees, he's like, wow, I have a lot of time in college. He's going to use it a different way than someone else, than the kid who might even have a better GPA than Trey, but is just so used to tell me what I need to do, tell me what I need to know, um, that the way, so that, that that is what will distinguish him from the person next to him. And if he goes into a career related to this passion that he's been working on with me, social justice, law, whatever, he will be light years ahead of everyone else who's taken the same classes because exactly. he's been doing it since he's 16. And he's not just doing it on Twitter. You know, as you said, he's publishing stuff. He's thinking thoughtfully about stuff. He's collaborating with other people. So, you know, I let Trey speak on, on what he thinks about that, but, but that would be why I'd think, see the value in becoming an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or starting your own brand, or, or, or as you say, every, every student is a media company, whatever it is. Like, Trey started his media company already, you know? Exactly. Like, um, just for this course, it's not, it's not like I, I have found a way to utilize this course and do something with it, but I don't want people to think that, you know, this course is, you want this course to happen, then you have to be like Trey. You don't have to be like Trey. And a lot of kids that are saying that, you know, I don't know what my passion is. 
that's okay because a lot of people don't know what their passion is. People are at different levels. But the the, the thing is about opening doors. And the thing is about getting somewhere like first, like, you know, I may not know what my passion is, but now I'm thinking about it. And, you know, and I may not go into social justice in my career or anything, but I'm opening a door for me to, you know, when I go to college, I can have, I can already have what I want to do, yeah. you know, instead of going to college and be like, okay, what am I going to major in? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to go to a podcast you talked about with, from with Seth Godin, I believe, way back when. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, well, how, you know, we're talking about grades being an inhibitor for getting these kids to follow their passions and, and take, you know, start businesses, whatever. And he said, I'll tell you how to know whether or not your kids are doing a good job is you ask the rest of the kids in the class, if you want to, if you, here's your money, you want to start your business with yeah. two, I'm paraphrasing at this point, start your business with two people who got, got this much money, who are you going to start it with? And I asked my kid, I listened to that podcast. I walked into class the next day yeah. and I did the activity, Trey could tell you. And the way that I prefaced it, and I, I'm, I would love to hear your answer to this, Don, is I said to my students, I got five of you, Trey being one of them, that are knocking this out of the park. You're, you're killing it. You're taking my instruction. You're, you're writing, you're producing, you're whatever, you're recording amazing stuff. And just keep at it. I have five of you that are doing okay. You're, you're passing the stuff in. You got to turn in. You, you know, you're sort of meeting the deadlines and, and, and okay. And I got five of you who just, this is not working for you. Mm-hmm. And I said, so how I'm going to prove this is I'm going to do, and this was Seth Godin's idea, you know, and I set up the scenario and I had him write down names of people that they would go into business with. And it was exactly the five people who I knew were killing it. And then a couple of numbers on the five people who are doing okay. And then none on the five who weren't. And it was exactly what he said. And I did the activity to prove it. And and I used it to try to get those five in the middle um, to become, you know, doing, you know, killing it and doing great and, and moving on with it. But I, I want to turn the question that back to you is that is a result of a lot of things. The way I have to grade the demand of APs, you know, you know, them all teachers listening, know them all. Um, is that something is that do you have similar experiences? Do you, do you feel like there are some kids where you, you know, you can't get through to and you have that sort of that bottom of the class that's just they don't they're not meeting this mission. And, and uh, you know, I have some some ways I try to get them there, but it, sure. it didn't work with everyone. Sure. Uh, I, I, I too. by the way, I love it that you're turning this on me and I'm also becoming <laughs> a guest, too, which I love. Um, no, I like sometimes I had one of the most thoughtful um, reflections at the end of a semester. And the student wrote, I'm so glad I took this class. I'm not taking it again because I have learned that I like to be told what to do. And, 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 you know, the world needs those people too. Yep. And, 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 and I'm okay with that. Like it, it's not for everybody. And, and as much as it pains me, um, this person liked safety and this person liked being I, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. No questions asked. So I can't take it personally. Um, I do, unfortunately, sometimes because I want them to have a better life. Uh, and I think a better life is freedom. But mm-hmm. I will say this, a parent actually t- uh, called me once. And they said, look, Don, sometimes a boring life is a simple and humble life. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So what somebody like I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm high stress, but I'm doing a lot. And that makes me feel alive. There are some people that like to and, and, and I'm not passing judgment. I'm saying this is what they like. They like to come home at five o'clock and watch, uh, something on TV and, and God bless them. Um, I personally think that that's an unfulfilled, but but that's just, but that's just me. And I can't take that personally. So, um, back on what you said about that Seth Godin moment. Yeah. As soon as I did that podcast, I did it in that class. And it's funny. I did, I did something a little bit different. I knew who the people were, Mm -hmm. except I said it was three people. And so I knew exactly who everybody was going to choose. And so I said, all right, I said, um, I said, uh, uh, how many people know that your name was on their list? 
and four hands go up four in a class of like 27. And so I called on one of my students and I said, uh, why, why is your name on it? He is because I'm outworking everybody. And there was this uncomfortable silence. Like he was like, I dare you to say otherwise. <laughs> and, and it was, it was this one great moment. And so in the Seth, and actually I played the soundbite from Seth. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then I paused it. And then he has that dramatic pause and say, okay, when are you going to start behaving like the three people that you would trust in the room? And this, this enormity of dang, like filled the room and it was mic drop time because the people that were chosen were chosen because they demonstrated that work ethic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's exactly how it went with us. And, you know, as I said, I leveraged, I used it to, to get some kids who were in the middle, uh, up to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Seth Godin. So, you know, shout out Don Wetrick podcast and Seth Godin <laughs> for, for being on it. I mean, Trey, Trey, I tell you, his name was at the top of the list and he can tell you probably how active, you know, how easy was that activity for you? <laughs> it was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> he, knew exa- he knew exactly who's working hard and who, you know, and, and, and he reads the work, he listens to the work of the other kids, whatever they're doing, whatever they're producing. And, you know, he, he knows, he knows, uh, it, it's really clear. It's really easy. And it makes a big difference when you, um, uh, point that out, you know, and, and you get some buy-in for the next few days, weeks, maybe to, to work off that. Yeah. Le- Trey, let me, let me have you go deep on this one. Or if, if you feel uncomfortable with it, then say pass. Um, there is an old term that's, that says it's lonely at the top. I guarantee you when the enormity of that situation, when, when, when everybody said, Trey, there was probably some pride, but there was probably a lot of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you handling that? Um, I would say it's lonely at the top until you bring some people up there with you. Yeah, I mean, it's your job as a leader to lead, set an example, but it's also your job as a leader to get people up there with you. So I wouldn't be doing my job as a, as a classmate, as a good classmate, if I'm letting somebody struggle, you know, with their project, whatever, homework, whatever, their idea that they want to do. So, you know, if anybody has any questions in my class, I try to answer them. I try to help them out, try to push yeah. them on the right path because, you know, it is lonely at the top. And I don't want, I don't like to be lonely. I don't think anybody likes to be lonely. So right. why not get everybody at the top with me? I also have this hope, too, about some of the kids that I don't think are killing it, but are, you know, getting in and um, building these networks. And again, like as I was saying at the outset, so we build networks off of passions or interests. And I have a website that helps students do that. Um, and what I hope is that even if I haven't totally reached a kid in this interest, this passion, this project that they're doing for me, that they still know how to do that. So there's also a skills component to my class where I say, you have to learn, curate, create, share, collaborate, lead. Like you have to go up this chart and it's like a pyramid that you sort of have to work up. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhat gamified. Um, and you know, my hope is that even if this passion, this thing wasn't for them, when they find that, whenever that may be, that could be next year, that could be 10 years from now, I don't know. They still have the skill set to say, wow, I really care about this. I really want to get good at this. I remember Mr. Green's class. I'm going to get on, you know, Twitter or YouTube, or I'm going to listen to podcasts, whatever it is. And I'm going to build up this network of people who are doing really cool stuff in this thing that I want to get good at. And I'm going to consume. And then I'm going to start to save the stuff I like annotate the stuff I like. I'm going to start to contribute myself, right? So this same process that they're going through in my class, whenever they're ready to do that, um, you know, and, and take that on, I, I hope they will. So you, you've probably been doing this longer than I have. So you probably have some success stories like that. And I really, 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 truly hope that one of my students down the line will reach out and be like, hey, you know, 
you know, this, this blog that I wrote for you, well, I'm doing something different now, but it's the same process and I'm learning the same way and I'm doing this amazing thing and, and thank you. You know, I hope, and you know, who knows, yeah. you know, and yeah. as a teacher, sometimes you got to do that. I, I love that. Um, also, we'll, we'll say this, I get, and it's at times it, 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 it hurts because I'm like, why are you figuring this out now? But I get a lot of kids that go on to college and then like a year or two later, they'll come and visit my class and then warn them, take this seriously. Yeah. Like everybody now is frantically trying to build that network. Everybody now is trying to find that internship. You're, I, I say the word cute, you're cuter in high school. Like if you're trying to get that internship exactly. in college, yeah. everybody's trying to get that internship. If you're 16 and you have your own good blog, if you are maintaining a good channel, if you're doing an event, if you're sponsoring a thing, if you host a whatever, you're 16 and you're doing it, might as well start now. It's what you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Let's start knowing people now. Let's collaborate. And then Trey, the leadership that you just showed, people like to be led so they can be leaders later. Yeah, exactly. So I, I dudes, okay, so now people are dying. They're like, dang, this Nate guy, this Trey guy, tell everybody where they can find you. You've been, you've been talking all this stuff. Now they need to find you. Yeah, uh, I'll start. Um, my website that I use to help these kids build these networks is called socialmediamarketplace.org, socialmediamarketplace.org. On Twitter, I'm Mr. Shakedown, MR Shakedown, all one word. Um, I blog and do a bunch of other stuff as well. But from those two things, you can find me elsewhere. So my website, socialmediamarketplace.org. My Twitter handle is MRShakedown. Um, so you can find me at treymongo.blogspot.com and on Twitter at, at this is old now. No spaces, all lowercase. And the, and the blog, that's T-R-E, correct? T-R-E-M-O-N-G-O. That blog spot. Read his post. He's got a lot of stuff, everything from recidivism to the NFL anthem protest to gun control, a lot of different issues. And he's very thoughtful, writes very detailed posts, which is why I asked him to join me on this podcast. I'm really impressed with the work he's done. And I honestly think he can get that stuff published now. Um, so, you, you know, look, be on the lookout for things to come from Trey as well. All right. Very much so. I, guys, um, I always know who's got that right mindset, who's got that it quality. And I just, I, I'm telling you, like one of, <laughs> it has been such a blessing to have um, a, a, an excuse to talk to people like this, right? <laughs> As one thing I love about doing the show is I get to an excuse to talk to people like you guys. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that people are just now frantically reaching for their phones, following you guys. Um, definitely reach out to these two. Um, Obviously, this was about as authentic a conversation as you can have. Um, you know, if you're looking for things that that leadership and that that qualities that you're looking for in a teacher and a student, you you just heard it. So uh, please, please, please reach out to them and uh, give them a follow and let them know what you think. From the bottom of my heart, man, this has been fire. This has been uh, this has been fun, and so um, I'm I'm sure that I'll be following up with you guys off air as well. Um, but in the meantime. Um, I'll, I'll probably do a return call here, maybe towards the, the later part of the year and, and hear what else you guys got going on in your world. But, uh, other than that, uh, sincerely appreciate your, your, um, your candor and all of your work you guys are doing both of you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, same. Thanks a lot, Don. Good talking to you. All right. Okay. So there you go. Was I right or what? Did you just love that podcast as much as I did? Uh, I cannot get enough of hearing from Trey and Nate. That's exactly what we need. Uh, 
As I said at the top of the podcast, if you can do me this favor, share this one. I'm so ecstatic about this one and getting the student voice out. Also, go to our Facebook page. Uh, a lot of times conversations continue there. Facebook.com slash start it up. Also there, you can make a recommendation of a teacher or some students who are personifying innovation and entrepreneurship in the classroom. I love to be able to give them this platform to start sharing all the awesome things like Nate and Trey were talking about. All right, that's all the time we have. This is Don Wetrick reminding you again that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.